Discover the ins and outs of the oil and gas industry right now with Roy Holly, Kim Bilotto, and Alvin Bailey in the Oil Patch. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer. Welcome to In the Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine. Sponsored by Steer and the Calic Honor Group. Hi, I'm Roy Holly, along with Kim Bilotto and Alvin Bailey, and the president of Steer, Omar Garcia. Today on the In the Oil Patch, Kim Bilotto and Omar will have an exciting guest lined up for us, Commissioner Ryan Sitton. Commissioner Sitton is the newly elected official for the Texas Railroad Commission, and he has a great story to share with us. Alvin Bailey will ask the expert, and you will have a chance to win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. In the Oil Patch starts next. Hi, Alvin Bailey for the good folks at North Park Toyota. Here's some trivia for you. Can you name the only full-size pickup truck that's built in Texas? Well, if you said the Toyota Tundra, you'd be right. Toyota Tundra pulled the space shuttle. So yeah, it can handle your trailer and your boat. The Tundra is available in 18 different configurations of six trim levels that can all tow more than five tons. And North Park Toyota is your Tundra headquarters. The number one Tundra dealer in Central and South Texas, and for good reason, the best price, the largest selection, and the best customer service. Come see why North Park Toyota is a four-time winner of the Toyota President's Award for Outstanding Customer Satisfaction. Take I-35 South to the Fisher Road exit and follow the signs. Call 210-635-5000 or log on to NPToyota.com. North Park Toyota is a proud member of the Caleg Auto Group. Steer is calling all oil and gas industry companies, contractors, and all community stakeholders to submit an entry or nominate a deserving company or organization for the third annual Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. The Eagle Ford Excellence Awards provides oil and gas companies, organizations, and their contractors an opportunity to be acknowledged for their efforts in preserving the environment, contributing to the communities in which they work, and promoting safety in and around the workplace. For more information and to nominate a company or organization, please email info at steer.com or visit steer.com slash EFEA. Once again, that's info at steer.com or visit steer.com slash EFEA. Submit your entry or nomination in today. Welcome to In the Oil Patch. Ken Bilotto, the publisher of Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine, tell us about In the Oil Patch radio show. Well, Roy, Alvin, the Oil Patch radio show is where the industry comes to speak to the community about what they're doing or working on within their communities. We also hope to develop economic growth for businesses that are trying to network with oil and gas the markets that we are covering with the Oil Patch Show is Houston and San Antonio, Corpus, and the Eagle Ford Shell. So it's a great opportunity for us to hear about the industry, advocate on behalf of the industry, of what they're doing, and take some great opportunities to advertise as well. Speaking of advertising, why is it important to advertise to the oil and gas industry, Kim? You know, Alvin, I think that the majority of businesses really struggle with how and in what way do they get in front of an oil and gas company? It's not like you can just walk up to the gates of Marathon and tell them that you want to speak to the sales director or the procurement department. There are processes in place that a company must go through. And so what works for us really well through the magazine and through the oil patch show is to put a company in front of oil and gas companies and try to create the economic development between them. And the important part of being either advertising here on In the Oil Patch or in the magazine is that a lot of these procurement departments call for things. They're booking rooms for their workers. They're 
They're scheduling oil changes for the trucks. They're buying parts for this job and that job. So it's important to be able to bridge that gap between ABC Company and the oil and gas industry. That's a great point. A lot of the oil and gas companies, their directors or their supervisors live in another area. It could be Houston, could be Midland. And so when they travel into these areas, maybe Corpus or Eagle Ford Shale, they have really no knowledge of where to stay, where to eat, who to contact for specific things that they need to purchase. Now, the people that are living in the community, sure, they understand. But from an outside perspective looking in, this is where a lot of the decision makers live, and yet they really don't have a knowledge of when they're traveling into a specific area. So one of the things we do well is we blanket the whole entire state with Shell Magazine. And the radio show is also going into those areas. And so we are trying to be the conduit between you, the self-employed business owner, to the industry. Kim and Omar, before you guys get started with Commissioner Sitton, let's talk for a second about the State of Energy Luncheon coming up. Yes, Alvin, we're pretty excited to announce that we have partnered with STEER to provide the Corpus Christi residents as well as the San Antonio residents the ability to come in and learn more about energy and energy topics. So, Omar, do you want to cover a little bit about what the uh, nature of State of Energy is? Sure. The State of the Energy will be an opportunity for not only the business community but also uh, all of South Texas to come together and learn about what's going on in the energy industry in 2015 with oil prices where they are, uh, what is the future, uh, and what is 2016 and beyond looking like. Uh, you're going to have experts from the Railroad Commission, from the oil and gas industry, from the port, uh, local elected officials all come together uh, and talk about the importance of the energy industry in South Texas. And for our listeners and anybody who might want to be involved, rather it's a business that might want to look at possibly partnership in a sponsorship or attending the event, I highly encourage you to go to our website, shellmag.com, because we do anticipate this to be a sellout event. It'll probably, the tickets will go early, and once it's sold out, it's sold out. So I would encourage our listeners to go to Shell, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G dot com. There's links for both cities already live, and they can purchase tickets and inquire on sponsorship. Awesome, and that's going to be October the 14th and December the 9th. Yes, October the 14th is going to be the Corpus Christi event. December the 9th is the San Antonio event. Kim, we have an exciting guest with a great story on the line today. Take it away. Thank you, Roy. Commissioner Senton, it's great to have you here with us this evening in the oil patch. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. I've been looking forward to having you on the show for quite some time now. You know, our listeners may or may not be aware that you were the last cover of the latest issue on Shell Oil and Gas Business Magazine, and so we were really pleased to introduce you as the latest commissioner elected to our readership. And so I'd like to start a little bit with you as far as can you give me a little bit of of your background. Sure. Well, I I grew up in Texas. In fact, I grew up in the Dallas area. My parents are both teachers, as a matter of fact. My mom taught chemistry and my dad taught physics. Grew up with a brother and a sister, and then uh, after graduating high school, went to Texas A&M, where I got a mechanical engineering degree. Uh, Came out of college and immediately went into the energy industry. Started with a, a, a couple of uh, oil and gas companies, then went to a small consulting company. And then in 2006, I started a engineering and technology company that was focused on uh, reliability services and reliability solutions for basically all aspects of the energy and commodity businesses 
And what I mean by reliability is helping make sure that plant operations and, and production facilities don't have unforeseen downtime, that their equipment didn't fail. And I spent the, the bulk of my career running that company and then um, was ran for office for the Texas Railroad Commission starting almost two years ago and was elected and am now serving my first term in elected office uh, starting in January. Well, congratulations. It certainly is, uh, being an elected official, I'm sure, a very different but interesting role. So let's just jump right into, tell me a little bit about what is the, the role of the Railroad Commission and then what are your top priorities for the Railroad Commission? Sure. Um, I'm glad you asked it that way because a lot of people don't don't realize that the Railroad Commission doesn't do anything with railroads. It was named that back in the late 1800s when the agency was formed. But for most of modern history, the Railroad Commission's primary function has been regulating oil and gas and coal mining activities inside the state. So people who want to drill a well for oil or put in a disposal well or build a pipeline have to come to the Railroad Commission to get a permit to do that work, and they also have to follow the rules and regulations that we put in place. This has become, especially over the last eight years, really really crucial to the state because our energy industry has almost tripled in size in the last eight years, and we've seen tremendous benefits in everything from revitalization of our manufacturing sector uh, to advances in transportation. We've seen revenues to the state that have been funneled into everything from education to health care, all put together by this growth of the energy industry. And at the end of the day, the people of this state, you know, 26 million Texans, look to the Railroad Commission to ensure that those activities are done safely and responsibly. And we take that job very, very seriously. Well, I agree. And, and many of the operators in which Omar Garcia, being the president of STEER, actually uh, works very closely with the Railroad Commission as well. Omar? Commissioner said we, we always hear about the economic impact, and I can speak only on the Eagleford Shell, where in 2013 the economic benefit was $87 billion and over 155,000 full-time jobs to South Texas. What is your perspective on the outlook of the Texas economy as it relates to the energy industry? Texas in, um, in, in 2008 was producing about a million barrels a day of crude oil. And today, Texas produces about 3 million barrels a day of crude oil. So that means that uh, with oil prices being, let's say today oil prices are around uh, $50 a barrel. They're actually a little higher than that. But let's say at $50 a barrel, to use easy numbers, that's $150 million a day of money, revenue, coming into the state of Texas, $150 million a day. You couple natural gas with that and other revenues for transportation and other things, and you'll, I mean, you, it is certainly reasonable to think of the energy industry bringing Texas north of half a billion dollars a day in revenue, and as oil prices go up and our production increases, it only goes up from there. So you see gargantuan uh, impacts to our state economy from having such a vibrant energy industry. Now, to your question, when we talk about the future of the energy industry, a lot of people historically have been concerned that, well, man, you know, aren't, isn't this a, a diminishing resource? And aren't we going to run out of this stuff? And what will it mean to our economy if we can't sustain this? What happened over the last 10 years that was so crucial was the development of really accurate horizontal drilling coupled with a really decades-old technology of hydraulic fracturing 
opened up reserves that historically we didn't think were really economically viable. So today, when we talk about how much oil and natural gas is in the state of Texas, we are talking about amounts that are larger than we've ever talked about before, literally billions of barrels of oil. And so we have decades of oil production uh, in front of us, and, and that oil doesn't just fuel the state of Texas. It is It supplies a lot of our nation, and it has made the United States competitive on the global scale like we have not been in literally 50 years. So once again, the state of Texas and the United States is being talked about and is positioning itself as a global energy powerhouse. It's a very exciting time. Absolutely, Commissioner. It's a great time to be in Texas. You know, with all this economic activity and this boom that we're experiencing comes with uh, an opportunity on the education side. You know, this year we are having a big initiative to go out into South Texas and really educate middle school and high school kids on the importance of the energy industry and let them know about all the career opportunities that exist, not only in Texas, but, but throughout the world. But in your opinion, how do we continue to educate the people of Texas on how important the energy industry is for us from a state, local, and from a national security perspective? Well, that's a great question, and, and I don't think there's an easy answer to that question. It's something that all of us, when I say all of us, I mean people in elected office, people who have worked in the oil and gas industry, all of us are asking ourselves is how do we make sure that people in this state and in this nation, for that matter, understand what, what a major opportunity is in front of us if we, if we plan and we develop our resources effectively. I will tell you that part of it is going to be done by or performed by the regulators, the Railroad Commission, because we are the people that work for the citizens of this state and, and who have the responsibility to those citizens to let them know how these resources are being developed and how it's playing out in the state. And, and we'll do that through a number of ways. I mean, one is using new technology that, when I say new, new in the last 20 years, Things like social media and email and electronic uh, data transfer and website information availability. Some of it is more traditional methods, working with the media like Shale Magazine or more traditional media outlets to put information in the public domain. And some of it is good old school uh, town halls. Myself, David Porter, other railroad commissioners, we're going into local communities and making ourselves very available and not just, yes, available via phone, but sitting down with people and talking about the developments in their area and how those are how those are benefiting everybody in those in those areas in terms of their school systems and their their hospitals and their roadways and everything else so it, it's a it's an ongoing activity that that will be conducted on a number of fronts that is great to hear that you guys are going out into the play and, and doing town hall meetings on a kind of a, a similar topic you know we don't do justice enough to really promote and and tell a story about all the industry and all the operators that go above and beyond what's required by the regulations, whether it's the Railroad Commission or TCEQ. So many of these companies do the right thing. Then they do the right thing because they want to continue to have that social license to operate. Uh, in your in your opinion, Commissioner, how do we help cultivate, nurture, and spread that message throughout the state? Well, I think, and I appreciate you asking that question as well, because it is it really hits at a, a very important point about the role of the Railroad Commission. There is this, this, this sort of common perception out there of the oil company as the you know, evil entity, this faceless monster, you know, because everyone's seen movies like Aaron Brockovich where the evil company is doing something wrong. And, 
as someone who has worked in the industry and who has uh, who didn't grow up in the industry but has worked in it now and now is serving as a regulator, you know, that is it is a stark contrast to what's really going on. When you meet with leaders and executives and and entrepreneurs and and those who have been in the oil business, what they will tell you is, look, we want to make sure that there are good consistent, scientifically-based regulation. Because at the end of the day, everybody understands that it only takes one bad operator to give the entire industry a bad name and make it more difficult for everyone to gain the confidence of the citizens of this state. So they look to us to make sure that we don't allow for bad operators to conduct business without following the rules in this state. And it's interesting, to some people, it seems counterintuitive. Wait, you're telling me that the operators are the people that want good rules and good regulations to be thoroughly enforced? Yes. They want them. We hear more from them than anybody else. And I think that's, that's really important for people out there to understand. And, and the more that we can be – I'm going to use the word transparent – but the more that we can easily make – information available to the public about what we're doing, you know, cases we're reviewing, operators whose P5s we have pulled because they haven't kept up to, have not maintained their their status in line with the rules. Those sort of things give people a lot of confidence about the steps that we are taking and, and that the industry is taking and that the state is taking. In most energy-producing states around the nation, their energy regulatory body is, a, is appointed by the governor. And here in Texas, we answer directly to the citizens. And and just like any other elected office, we, we have to continually go out and earn that trust. Uh, so what is the Railroad Commission doing to address the issue of induced seismicity? Sure. Well, first of all, so that people understand, seismicity is basically the movement of Earth, and the result of that is earthquakes. So when we have heard about earthquakes happening up in the DFW area in Irving and Azle and Reno and Venus and Mansfield, these are all towns up in the DFW area that have experienced earthquakes. And these are a somewhat new phenomenon in that the level to which they are occurring in that particular region of the state hasn't been felt before. So we are, and when I say we, we as a state now, not just the Railroad Commission, uh, we are trying to understand what's causing these earthquakes. There has been some speculation that these things are being caused by oil and gas activities, and therefore the Railroad Commission, and I in particular, am taking a very um, a very focused approach on trying to understand what studies are out there, what those studies tell us, and then what additional research or analysis do we need to do so that we can we can get our hands around this. At the end of the day, whether it's being caused by natural causes or it's being, or these earthquakes are being caused by oil and gas activity or something that we haven't even addressed yet, we want to know that so that we can plan and we can inform the citizens of this state of what we're doing. And when you look at the DFW area, that's about, uh, about a quarter of the state's population lives in the DFW area. So we're, we're, we're going after this very aggressively. I will say, and this is important, that this is an ongoing process. Like like many other natural occurring phenomenon, there's no easy pinpoint answer. Oh, it's this. And we saw this one instance, so we know what the answer is. It's an ongoing process that we are evaluating and constantly looking at data and different tests and different analyses. And the legislature this last session approved a fairly good-sized research project to deploy seismic monitors in areas of the state so that we can gather more data and make sure we really know what's going on and give good scientific explanations to the people who want to know. 
How does the U.S. stay competitive in a global energy economy, given that OPEC hasn't cut back production? Yeah, and that is the, the probably biggest challenge or the biggest question that's facing the United States today. Uh, we have seen, of course, over the last 10 years or so, the resurgence of the U.S. energy industry, and that's something that benefits our country dramatically and that we hope to reap the benefits of for decades to come. The challenge is that, that in the United States, our energy industry is all private. And in every other country around the world, the minerals and, in fact, often the operating companies are owned by the government and subsidized by the government. So in order to stay competitive, what the United States has to do is continue to lead in areas of innovation. We have to lead in areas of technology. Uh, our entrepreneurial or hardworking spirit, if you will, the ability of the American operator to deal with challenges and continue to produce energy and produce oil and gas at competitive prices is driven by our our companies, and when I say our companies, those private businesses that are owned by U.S. citizens, those businesses to, to simply outperform people around the world. Now, where government plays a role is making sure that we articulate – a plan for infrastructure so that private businesses can proceed with confidence, knowing that, oh, yes, these roadways and these pipeline corridors will be developed so that they can invest their capital and their dollars and their people in developing these resources and know that the market will be there. Other things that you'll hear about, uh, construction of the Keystone Pipeline, which needs to be permitted by the federal government, opening up exports of uh, oil production and natural gas facilities. All these keep the markets open so that independent and small businesses know that they're going to have a market to sell their product. The really interesting part is when you look at the economics around developing energy in the state of Texas today, that the cost of drilling a well and producing out of that well are becoming more competitive than they have been in recent history. When you look back 10, 20, 30 years ago, the, the cost of energy development in other countries was cheaper. And so you saw companies moving their capital and spending dollars to invest in that development overseas. But now, because of this development and expansion of shale production, once again, it's cost competitive to be here. So we want to make sure that we're, we're, we are opening up all of this infrastructure development so that companies can invest here with confidence. If so, we should be able to be competitive here for at least a couple of generations. Well, that's wonderful news. Commissioner Senn, I just wanted to thank you so much for being on our show. And like I've said before, I have been anticipating this show for a long while. And we appreciate the opportunity to be able to bring important and iconic officials onto the show like yourself. It's truly an honor and a privilege to have had you today. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really enjoy spending time with you and look forward to coming back someday in the future. Congratulations, Commissioner Sitton. You get to be the topic of today's trivia question. And if you're the first person to email the correct answer to this trivia question to Kim, that's K-Y-M at shalemag.com, you'll win a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant. That's right, Alvin. Here's today's trivia question. Commissioner Sitton is the newly elected official of which one of these organizations? The Texas Automobile Commission, the Texas Department of Homeland Security, or the Texas Railroad Commission? Email me your response to Kim at shellmag.com. That's Kim, K-Y-M, 
at shale, S-H-A-L-E, mag, M-A-G dot com. Remember, the first correct email wins a $75 gift certificate to the Palm Restaurant in Houston. And we'll be right back in the oil patch in 60 seconds. Hi, folks. Alvin Bailey here. You know, I could spend the next 60 seconds telling you how Blue Bonnet Ford sells more Super Duty trucks than any other dealer in South Texas. I could also tell you that Blue Bonnet Ford sells more fleet vehicles than any other Ford dealer in South Texas. I could even tell you about the 13 President's Awards that Blue Bonnet Ford has received, but I'd rather tell you why. Look, it's no secret the oil patch will punish your work trucks day in and day out, and even your built Ford Tough trucks, well, they need to be serviced too. So, do you let them sit for weeks at your local dealership, or do you call Teresa? You see, Blue Bonnet Ford has Teresa. When you call Teresa, her team will pick up your Ford truck for service and provide you with a 24-hour diagnosis. Most authorized repairs are done, and your truck is delivered back to the oil patch in just a few days. That's the Blue Bonnet difference. So don't let downtime cost you thousands. Call Teresa today and keep your fleet working. Here's the number, 210-643-4391. Again, write it down, 210-643-4391, or check us on the web at bbmotors.com. Blue Bonnet Ford, a proud member of the Kalig Auto Group. The inaugural State of Energy event is coming up on October 14th from 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Solomon PRT Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. The event is brought to you by Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce. And the event is sponsored by Steer, Incana Natural Gas, and Chenier. Industry leaders, business stakeholders, and community stakeholders will openly discuss the current state of the energy sectors, including exploration and production, LNG, and the industry's future opportunities and challenges. Sponsorship packages start at $1,000 and range up to $10,000 each. Tables are $500 each, and individual tickets are $50 each. Tickets can be purchased at the Corpus Christi Chamber of Commerce's website, business.corpuschristichamber.org. Once again, that's business.corpuschristichamber.org. Don't miss this great networking opportunity with some great oil and gas industry executives and professionals. Purchase your tickets today. Come join Shale Oil and Gas Business Magazine and Steer on July 22nd for the Oil and Gas Industry Night with the Corpus Christi Hooks baseball team. Gates open at 5.35 p.m. The party on the VIP deck begins at 6 p.m. And it's all happening at Whataburger Field located at 734 East Port Avenue in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. For complete details, send an email to Kim. K-Y-M at shalemag.com. Once again, that's Kim at shalemag.com. See you at the game. Kim and Alvin, what a great show today. Now, where can our listeners find a podcast of today's show? On our website, which is shalemag.com. That's S-H-A-L-E-M-A-G.com. There is a listing of all the podcasts of all of our past shows as well as today's show. Well, that about does it for this week's Indie Oil Patch, presented by Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine and sponsored by Steer and the Calic Auto Group. Kim Bilotto and Alvin Bailey, I'm Roy Holly. So long, everybody. You've been listening to In the Oil Patch with Roy Holly, Kim Bilotto, and Alvin Bailey. Brought to you by Shale Magazine and Steer.